0: This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted pile to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So go sign up today to get a risk-free bet for up to 500 bucks. Download WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com and make your next bet better and Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in the Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win a million dollars. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win 100 k NFL Week 1 exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, DJs, welcome back to the DFS and betting show for the BMW. It's myself, Boston Capper, the god of golf himself, Steve Shermer. And we're going to have a special guest on with us uh, here in a second, Brian Kirster. And uh, yeah, let's go, Steve. You fucking ready, man? I'm ready. I am. Uh, I'm primed and pumped. I did a pod prior to this. I am golfed up. Got a couple drinks deep. I'm ready to go, baby. Let's go
1: a boy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm feeling a little better after last night's therapy session, getting things off my chest and uh, ranting a little bit. So, yeah, I'm uh, very happy to uh, break down the BMW, especially with our special guest tonight. All right. So let's just bring him up.
2: Brian, what's up, kid? You ready? I'm so ready. I want to thank you guys so much for having me on. It's always great to go on a podcast you actually listen to and enjoy. It just makes it so much better. And I'm very much looking forward to talking about the field, best bets, DFS, everything about the BMW this week. Yeah. Oh great.
1: thanks. It's great to have you on and uh, so before we kind of dive into it, you know, why don't you share a little bit with your uh, our audience here? just uh, you know a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into uh, golf gambling? like talk about your golf background? How'd you get into this business? We all got a story, so why don't you uh, why don't you share?
2: yeah so um this all happened uh, very recently but i was just you know your standard uh, degenerate golf better in college on all these different books betting baseball betting women's lacrosse betting all these random <laughs> sports Vending my bookie every week and i'm like this sucks like i don't want to lose money every week and then like a lot of people with the pandemic and then golf started again And the first tournament back, um, I bet Daniel Berger, like, top 10, top 20, won a bunch of money, and I was hooked immediately. Um, And then I just started betting a lot on golf, and then I was always, like, the follower of these handicappers, so I would, you know, like, follow their plays and stuff. And then around the Masters this year, I was like, I'm just going to start posting my own plays, and uh, started posting my plays every week. And uh, had a lot of success early on, hit a few outrights, just had a bunch of profitable weeks. And then I started doing my podcast. And now I post my card every week. I have my podcast on Tuesday nights, Tapping Birdie. And uh, I'm in my bio. That was the first thing I said. I'm just a degenerate golf bettor. I work a normal job, but uh, my true passion in life is betting on golf and is my favorite thing to do. And I'm looking forward to making a bunch of money this week for uh, the listeners and uh, hopefully myself.
0: Fuck yeah, dude, I love it. Fucking degenerate is uh it, it's a it's a lovable term here, right? Yes. I mean listen, you, you have to be a degenerate, especially I mean maybe not now, but uh you know, we come into the fall swing here and we start breaking down some of these shitty events or whatever. They're shitty events. And uh, we still got money on them, we're sweating uh random guys that no one in their right mind has ever heard of <laughs> other than us. Uh it, it's it really is a beautiful thing. And uh yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's good to have you on, man. That's a, a, yeah, I, I don't even remember uh I don't even remember where uh, I, I ran randomly found you uh, and, and uh, i was like oh, oh this dude's kind of funny <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> was like, this guy's all right and uh yeah i think it's the uh it's the uh it's the sincerity behind it you know what i mean it's not it's the sincerity behind your bets and, and you want to do well and uh yeah you fucking you'd love to uh you'd love to gamble man that's the that's the big thing brother yeah. I mean, I love to, have gamble. to gamble.
2: sorry go ahead I, I like to think I'm a, a man of the people. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm on the same level as my followers. We're all in this together. So uh, I'm I'm just a man of the people, just trying not to bend my bookie every week. That that's really just who I am, which I feel like we all are. So we, we can all relate
0: and get along well. Yeah, absolutely. The the goal is not to reload. That is the fucking goal. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Steve? Oh, no, I was going to make a
1: joke about women's lacrosse and how you're probably going to ask them after the show how to handicap it. Yeah, Listen, hey. Because yeah. uh, hey. you will literally bet on anything, and I yeah. mean
0: anything. Anything, yeah. I think last night I told you I was betting on Mexican baseball. Exactly,
1: yeah. yeah. I kind of looked into that today, you know, trying to find angles, you know. <laughs> trying you, to find you, you inspired
0: me after uh, getting screwed on a couple of things yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so how did you end up uh, at the Northern Trust? Oh my I saw, God. I saw some things on Twitter where you were uh you yeah ended up, you ended up getting on Finau late the same yeah day, so like.
2: so I I post my card every week and I had a bunch of plays. The only bet that hit was Tony Finau top 20. So like I was in for like a bad week like yeah, I was bad. in for like a bad week like I was down bad, but Thursday night I had a few drinks in me and I tweeted out I said, Tony Finau will win within the next year. I just felt it and like I really think he's a great golfer. And then this guy, Jeff, who's who's my friend on Twitter, he posts his plays as a really good handicapper. He goes, all right, I'll take you on the bat. So I'm like, 100 bucks." He said it counts. It does count because he won within the next year. So I won Absolutely. that. So I won 100 bucks on that. Yeah. And then when I was there at the tournament, I was like, I kind of want a guy because all these guys are putting these minus eight, minus nine rounds together. I want a guy that's kind of been even keel all week. And Tony Finau was just steadily shooting four or five under every day. And I thought... You know, I think he's really primed to, uh, to pull this off. So I live bet him a 12-1 to 1 on Saturday afternoon after being that. Completely saved the week. It, it was unbelievable. I, I have a new mojo. I'm winning again. It, it, I'm, I'm very happy with uh, how nice. things turned out last week.
0: Good shit. Yeah, there.
2: you did. You did exactly what I did. I mean, I, I saw that. Uh, I saw the writing
1: on the wall after I had a hunch it didn't fall through on Thursday. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I do it just in case on Saturday for twelve to one? And yeah, sure enough, that hit. So I'm glad you're on that train. And uh, Boston Capper, I'm sorry
0: you uh, you missed that uh,
1: that that life preserver.
0: That uh, well, I mean, listen, what was I supposed to do? I already had fucking Rom and Smith. I was not putting somebody else in the mix. I and mean, it was a football bet on Rom and whatever. Like I had. Smith at fifty to one. Like I said, I was walking around. Hey, and I, was fine. I had my heart broken with him too. It's yeah, okay. I mean, you don't have to be a dick and bring it up again. We already went over this last night. The uh, <laughs> the um, all right, so uh yeah, before we get into like the weather report and uh going over any super early uh projected ownership. Uh Brian, what are you looking at uh as far as like uh, stats, uh course history, anything like that? What are you looking at this week? Yeah, so this
2: is obviously a little bit harder of a week to handicap given that uh there's been no tournaments there uh played by PJ. Players like anytime recently. So it's a little bit tougher to handicap, but just looking at the scorecard, I mean, this is a long course. And I actually had some friends that were there that know golf, and they said, This place is a brute. It's long. You're going to have to be gaining off the tee. You're going to have to be over 300 yards off the tee. You're going to have to hit fairways. These fairways are very small and they're about 25 yards wide on average. My good friend Andy Lack tweeted about that. So I want guys that can hit fairways make a lot of birdies, have good proximity from over 200 yards, do well on par threes over 200 yards, good long iron players, not so much wedge players, but I I want a guy that gains off the tee and can make a lot of birdies. And um, in my opinion, um, they kind of set this course up like they kind of do for majors. The winning score will be different, but for majors, they take a course, they make it longer – They grow the rough and they make the fairways tighter. So I think that looking at guys that play well in majors can be uh, very valuable this week. And I definitely have a few of them on my card.
1: Yeah, it sounds like uh, heading into this week the goal was to do the rough enhancements and uh, they were were struggling a little bit to grow the rough out but it sounds like they got it up and uh, I was kind of speculating last night if they would try and pinch the fairways a little bit because some of the landing zones if you clear the bunkers is a little wider. Sounds like from what Andy Lack said that uh, that's the case so yeah I I, I agree with that I think it's going to be really demanding tee to green Uh, it's going to be a brute Um, I think the weather conditions which I am going to talk about quickly that might create some opportunities to get some birdies and some scoring so I guess we'll start Start up on Thursday. It's going to be hot. You know, 91 degrees. Real feel of 100. Hot, humid, sticky. Typical Maryland Maryland weather. No wind. Doesn't look like there's any wind really in the forecasts the first couple days. So you know, as far as like wind splits for DFS, I don't really see anything. You know, it seems like it's going to be pretty soft. The greens might be pretty receptive. They are pretty small. So any any little bit of help these guys can get in order to hit the greens to keep it on, that's going to help. And then Saturday, Sunday. I mean, there's a threat of thunderstorms every day. It's just typical sw- swampy, soupy Maryland weather. So hot conditions, balls can be flying. You know, green should be relatively soft with the humidity and the, maybe some showers. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even though I think you're going to get exposed if you're not playing well. But if you're playing well, you hit fairways, hit greens. I think a winning score can be between like 15 and 20 under par. I, I don't see any reason why these guys can't really go
0: low this week. Yeah, and so uh, I I was hoping it was going to set up more towards. uh, That's why I texted you that this morning. I was hoping it was going to set up more like, you know, uh, Quail Hollow versus, you know, uh, Shadow Creek, where it was a birdie fest. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll see. But man, if if those fairways are are that are that tight, right, and the greens are pretty small, the roughs penal, I, I can see it. Not being 20. Um and uh, uh, some 15 sounds okay. I mean it's still kind of a birdie fest, but not a complete birdie fest. I, I hope it plays hard. I hope it does. It's, yeah. it's, it's the fuck it's the playoffs, it's second last event. Like set it up hard. Don't care to the fucking players. Like make it hard. Make it fun watch for the rest of us. It's a no-cut event anyway. Make them struggle. Make them and dude and walking around in that fucking heat. That shit sucks. Like playing in hot ass weather as somebody who plays in Florida fucking every weekend. It's a fucking it sucks, dude. You're gassed. Well, those are world class
1: athletes. They're not smoking two packs of cigarettes a day like you are.
0: (laughs) Hey, man, listen, listen. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. They're not also slugging (laughs) slugging gin and tonics on the corner on the course either. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I I really do. I really do hope it plays closer to Quail Hollow, man. I just enjoy that type of golf more, anyway. Um, I mean, I, th- the only difference was Quail howl is
1: really firm, so balls had trouble staying in the fairway because they were just rolling through. If it is going to be a little softer with some thunderstorms, the fairways actually artificially a little wider then because it's just harder. There's not as much rollout, you know. There's less of a chance the balls are just going to bounce to the rough. So, I mean, it, it, they might get a little bit of a break and be able to hit the fairways a little easier just because the balls are not going to be rolling as far as like what it did at Quail that week, where just everything just went to the rough. So,
2: yeah, and and my friend did say that he said the greens were not very undulating or demanding. So I think once you're on, it's pretty easy to putt. I don't think the winner is going to have to gain a bunch of strokes putting like last week. A lot of bad putters historically played pretty well. So I think if you're in the fairway and you hit the green, I don't think putting is going to be uh, the biggest issue this week.
1: Okay, great. Well, why don't we go over some ownership real quick? So, over $10,000, it seems like everybody's just keeping riding the John Round train. Looks um, like projected ownership well over 20%. That's kind of caused that everybody else in the 10% range or in the $10,000 range kind of get ignored. Um, and you got Xander pushing about 12%. He played well, and then I, th- I think he played a little better than the results showed last week. Uh, you got JT at about 15%. He finished fourth, though. I would have figured his ownership a little bit higher at, you know, because of that. Um, everyone's really kind of ignoring more just because of the injury dj is not really playing well this week you know uh coming in speed's kind of on a little bit of a slump no one's really going to him i know there's a couple pivot plays away from rom that we'll talk about nine thousand hour range it seems like everybody is going towards roaring to shambo i mean these guys typically are in the ten thousand hour range now we're in the mid to low nines it seems like everybody's starting to build with them. I mean, if, if you're going with Rory, they're pairing it with Deshambo, and they going from there. Um, is usually popular You know, every week. He's hanging around 15%. Same with Hovland. Berger has kind of crashed with his ownership. He was the most popular player last week. He's now low teens. Apparently, everybody hates him this week. We'll talk about him. Going down the $8,000 range, uh, I mean, they're not really punishing Paul Casey after what happened last week. I mean, he was pretty bad and he, people are going right back to him you know just they see the ball striking stats and they just want to keep going to him so he's about 18 um i mean the ownership's kind of pretty spread out around here a lot of guys between in the mid to the upper teens you got you know hideki sheffler those guys have been pretty popular lately they're popular once again Corey Connors played pretty well last week at the top 10. He's seen a little bit of a spike in ownership. Harris English and Sam Burns are also getting a little bit of steam based on what they've been doing lately. Uh, $7,000 range. Uh, The most popular players are you got Keegan Bradley getting the bump from last week. You know, he's up about 12%. Shane Lowry played well last week. He's at 12. You know, you got Kokrak at 10. You got... Troy Hoffman at 15, he finally played well last week. Uh, yeah, Johnny Vegas, people are forgiving him after a miscut last week. He's about 15% as well. So, And, and then a bunch of guys between like 6 and 8% that I think are pretty good pivot plays that we'll talk about. And then under $7,000, uh, unfortunately, the secret's on Sebastian Munoz. He's about 13% owned. Uh, I've seen a little bit of steam on Cam Davis as well, just because he's a bomber. People are going with that narrative. Uh, Keith Mitchell played well last week. He's pushing 10%. Taylor Gooch. Eleven percent, just because he plays really well in the Fazio courses, and then Hudson Swafford at six thousand bucks. I think people want to, you know, spend a lot up top, and Swafford has actually shown a little bit of form lately. He finished thirty uh, seventh in Windham. He finished, I think, top ten last week, second at Palmetto, which is a Fazio course. I think that was the, what the connections that people were making to make his ownership nine percent this week.
0: Yeah, I think that. I think that's more of a like, hey, I'm jamming some people in at the top who's playable down here at the six K range, more than anything yeah.
1: else. Yeah, exactly.
0: But, yeah. Cool. Yep. So,
1: all right. Why don't we uh, take a quick break before we dive into stuff?
0: All right, let's do it. Listen, are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing you the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL all the way down to the WNBA. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sports we have what you need to win are you ready to play go sign up today and receive a special offer risk-free five hundred dollars sports bet download bet win download the win bet app or visit wynnbet.com to start winning today boom all right all right let's get to it so ten thousand thousand dollar range brian uh, our guest
1: Why don't you kick it off? Why don't you give us two of your favorite plays, about $10,000, and then one guy uh, maybe not feeling this week.
2: Yeah, so in the 10K range, I do like... Um, everyone's favorite gold medal winner, Xander Shoffley, at $1,100, $1,100 uh, this week. I think he's, price, he's the second-priced guy for a reason. I think that you know what you're getting with him. He has a lot less volatility than a lot of these other guys at the top that might not have played that well last week. I really do like that he contended last week and played well and, you know, top 20 and, and had a good week. He's elite off the tee. You know, he can hit it 320 and hit the fairway. He's good in majors, which, like I said, I'm looking for this week. And he has a very complete game and he can make a lot of birdies and really limit big numbers. So I think he's the second price guy for a reason, because you know what you're getting with him and there's a lot less volatility going on. Um a next guy. The next guy, again, I'm really playing guys that have played well last week because I think that that means something, and I think that they're going to keep the run and put a nice playoff run together. So I think JT at ten six is a good person to have in your lineup. Maybe start with him. In the last five rounds, he's gained off the tee, which I think is obviously, like we talked about, very important. My one worry, I would say, would be that he putted just so well yesterday and everyone knows jt struggles with the flat six sometimes that i worry that he might not be able to do it um again this week um in back-to-back weeks because it's it's hard enough for him to put one good tournament together putting so that worries me a little bit but i I want guys that actually contended last week and show that they can compete well um on a course that's set up for a playoff and is longer and has a similar uh, winning score. So those are my two favorite plays in the uh, 10K range. So maybe start your lineup with it, it, Can I go into my, my biggest yeah, fade. fade of the week? Yeah, give us the fade. My so- fade of the week, who I am very adamant, because the thing what's so great about golf betting is that you don't have to play everybody and you don't have to actively fade anybody and it won't lose you any money. So you could be completely wrong about somebody, but you, if you don't take them in a matchup, you're not losing anything but i am actively fading brooks Kuka this week. um in my opinion when a golfer shows you his true colors and when he shows you who he truly is you have to take him like at that. the last two tournaments, the non majors He just has not competed well in. And I want a guy that has the potential to backdoor his way into a top 10 or a top 20 for me. And Brooks does the complete opposite when he's not in contention. So he, okay, a thing about Brooks Kepka is that he hasn't posted a top 10, other than the Travelers, which no one bet him, at a non major since February. So I think if he's showing you that he's not going to contend and do well at these non-majors, then you just don't play him. And obviously, his stats are going to work out well, and obviously, he does everything well. But for me, he's a big bet in majors, but at these playoff events and these other events, in in my opinion, he's just not a play for me, and
0: uh, I've lost enough money on him. <laughs> All right. All right. Who's next? We Who are you? Uh, you go. Next. All right. So. I'll start with Spieth, and it's 100% ownership play. He had a fucking obviously atrocious goddamn Sunday, like a blow-up Sunday that every single one of us can relate to. That was a fucking abysmal performance. But the first three days were not that bad. Had a terrible a terrible Sunday. You can't can't emphasize that enough. But he's fucking less than 5% owned. It's Jordan Spieth. And he has been outstanding all fucking year. He's got a good track record at um, these type of courses. Uh, it, it, it's a 100% an ownership play. Like, if you can get anybody in these $10,000 and above ranges at less than 5%, you're getting so much leverage on the field as far as DFS goes. If you want to avoid him on betting and shit like that, that's fine. Um, I get it. But the leverage that you can create with 3.7% Jordan Spieth, I'm taking it all fucking day. Uh, and I'm going the complete opposite of you, Brian. Give me fucking Brooks, baby. Give me fucking Brooks. This is a cat who is in contention, is going to deliver for you. You can tell when he doesn't. Like on Sunday, like I I think me and Steve, we talked about this last night. Like you can just tell he didn't give a fuck. He did not give a fuck. And that's the risk you're taking with him. And his ownership's a little high for me for DFS uh, for taking a risk on somebody like that. But like you said, he hasn't done shit other than the Travelers since February. He doesn't have another major for another how many months the masters you think this is going to be the way he's trying to exit the playoffs the big dog, the the killer, the you know the big game hunter, this is how he's gonna go out with a whimper. I don't think so. um hundred percent narrow street, but I, that Sunday round really skewed his numbers and uh, yeah uh, listen uh, he he missed a four footer on Monday that or was it Saturday? I don't know, fucking know whatever either way he was really bad with the putter, and I, I think a little re- regressing to the mean is coming uh so we're on opposite sides of that one but uh I, i'm fading call mark i feel like that's the easiest one uh back injury 10k uh clearly did not look right um I'm, I'm avoiding him in every aspect right i'm targeting him in matchups i'm avoiding him in dfs and uh that's it okay uh
1: i mean i think i'm with my I'm in lockstep up with our uh, guest here. Uh, nice. 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 Here, here nice we go. Man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, like, I, I mean, Brian said a lot of stuff about Xander that, I mean, I was going to say anyways, I mean, look, you know, I, I think the one concern I, I think I would add to the analysis is that off the tee lately, Xander hasn't been quite as good. He's been losing a little bit of strokes uh, off the tee. I he didn't, that was one of his weaker parts of his game last week at, um, at the northern trust but he hit his irons really good he typically puts well on bent grass we've seen him had success on fazio courses he finished second in shadow creek he won Kasuma Kasumigaseki, uh and i i expected his ownership to be a lot higher given his recent success lately you know I, i'm fine using him at 11-1 and then i also had the hesitancy, hesitancy on jt like i just looked at his uh performance the last couple of years and you're right he hasn't been able to back a really good putting performance I think since 2017 where he had back to back good good ones. He has shown that he's been able to win without using the putter though. I mean, he lost 3 strokes in the final round with the players and still ran down Bryson and Lee Westwood. He lost strokes at the at St. Jude for the entire tournament, still won it. I mean, he definitely can ball strike his way to a good performance and it does seem like he did go back to his old putter. Maybe that's enough to get him a little bit of confidence. Like a lot of like the five footers that we've kind of seen all year with, he's real tentative with it. He pushed it. Those were like jammed in the hole. It seemed like he's got a good feel with the greens now. So I'm okay going back to him. I think he's kind of ready the ship. And if, you know, I mean, if JT's like only 15% owned and, you know, I mean, given how well he played last week, I'll go back to him. And then, Cabber, I disagree with everything you said about Jordan Speed. Like, listen, like he's actually not very good at some of these other big boy golf courses. He's hasn't been very good. On, well, these are the boy. same types of courses. Fozzie or a big boy golf course. He hasn't been very right. good at those. He's actually gone backwards off the tee now. Like, it, like, he, got, he, he reaches apex. I know. And now he's regressing a little bit. And I I think he only, I don't think he played any round very well. Like, he got lucky that second round by hitting those two Eagles back to back. He wasn't very good on Thursday. He was flat on on Saturday. And then Monday, he was a disaster. Like, I mean, that's three at, at generously one good round and three really bad rounds.
0: I'd so, say one good round, one eh round, and two bad rounds. Once again, it's a leverage play, dude. Fucking 3.7. I didn't say go fucking put the mortgage on him and, and, and bet it outright. At 4%. Like, that's a leverage play. If he shows up and he has his magic beans, as people say, and he's doing the shit that he does and chips off the green and eagles and holes out and shit like that, which is what Jordan Spieth does, it's a good leverage point. I
1: don't know. I mean, it sounds like this week it's really going to be about how you do off the tee, and it's going to help you have some add distance. And if he's spraying it all over the place, I mean, I, I don't think I want any interest in him. And I, I mean, I, I think it's – I think it, if you're someone who plays a lot of DFS lineups – Maybe sneak Morikawa in there because we don't know. Maybe he fought, maybe went to the chiropractor. He's actually fixed, you know, his back. And, and I mean, if he is right, he's a great fit for this place. But I mean, I, I got burned last week by him. Right. It sounded like based on the quotes, he's kind of lost right now. So I don't know. I mean, hopefully he gets right by the router cup. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if, if you play a lot of lineups, I think you might want to squeeze them in. But that's probably the only place I would use them.
0: Okay, that's fine. All right, nine K range. So we got uh, we got no more top five Tony. We got goddamn playoff winning Tony. Uh, we got Usti, Cam Smith, Rory, uh, Thick Boy, uh, Cantlay, Hovland, and Berger. So I know our guest is going to be stoked. Uh, my favorite play. Uh, is oostie man, like it, it, the guy needed a couple weeks off. Uh, he played way too much fucking golf. Uh, he, like like I said, when he, he played that TPC, um, up in Minnesota, it was too much, man. I mean, the guy has been so lights out this year. Irons, putting, everything. You just can't close the deal. If Finau can win last week. Why the fuck can't Louis finally break through on US soil? This would be perfect for it. He got a couple weeks off. His kids are back in school down here in Florida. Um he's been great. He's he's been great with his fucking irons, great with the putter. He, 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 he there's there's almost nothing to say bad about Louie other than the fact that he hasn't won yet this year. Like he has been an absolute fucking DK point scoring machine. And if it does play harder and let's say they do set it up like quail, I would, I, I would absolutely love that. Um, just because that's a guy who will grind out pars, They will make his fucking birdies. He's not going to make gigantic mistakes until anywhere between 12 and 18 on the last round. Um, but Listen, I love Louie at 9,600. Love him. Going to play him. And then I'm going to play Bryson. Uh, I don't give a shit if it's narrow fairways or wide fairways, right? So if it's wide fairways, great. That means his distance is going to carry him. He's going to be able to get over the, the bunkers and the, the fairways are going to be wide and everything else. And if not, it's Winkfoot again. He's going to be able to get out of the trouble and get there. His putting was absolute fucking dog shit last week, right? His short game was dog shit. He's one of the best putters that we have there's regression coming at $9,300, $9,300. Like I know everybody woke up this morning and fucking saw that number hanging and bet it. Like I, every single person woke up this morning with their kids or without kids just woke up. First thing they did, sipping their cup of coffee, go into their book and saying, where are the numbers at? Wait, what, what is Bryson at? Click snap that. And he's going to be Uber owned because of his price, but I believe in it and I'll take it. And I'm going to fade. can Um, cause I fucking hate can I mean, I really have, have no sh- other reason. Shocker,
1: you're fading Cantlay.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't care. He's a serial killer, and I hate his fucking happy feet. Um, the, yeah, that's it. Like, whatever. I'm just not taking him. I mean, you, you have to pick your battles here, especially if you're going to take one. Never mind two. If you take two guys above 10K, you have to skip this 9K range anyway um, for the most part. Like, yeah, I'm definitely taking Cantlay. Uh, uh, or not taking Cantlay. I'm fading Cantlay. That's it. That's my, that's my fate on that one. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Usti and uh, Thick Boy. That that Usti rant warmed my heart. I,
2: I have such a great appreciation for you, and that was everything I wanted to hear and more from any podcast I've ever gone on.
0: Oh yeah, dude, listen, I, I've been I've been a I've been a Usti guy forever. Uh, I just got I just kept getting burned by him, burned by him, burned by him. I had to quit. I have so many golfers that I get burned by. I had to quit one of them for a little bit. I ended up quitting Usti for a little bit, uh, and I got back on board again this year. So. <laughs>
1: All right. I mean, well, why don't I start with a guy you shorted, and uh, I actually kind of like Patrick Cantlay this week. I think he played a little better than what he showed last week. Didn't his irons all that great, but I think he can rebound a little bit there. I mean, he just he's solid. He's solid in a lot of ways, and it sounds like this is going to be this type of golf course where you just have to have a little bit of consistency. Can't really have a lot of weaknesses, and he doesn't really have a lot of weaknesses. You know, he gains a lot of strokes off the tee. Pretty good with his irons. He's a real good scrambler too. I think. I think one thing that might go overlooked this week is. There's while there are a couple like, you know, longer par fours or there's some holes where it plays dramatically downhill from off the tee that you can kind of get really close off the tee. So I think there's gonna be a lot of shots in like from like 50 yards or so. That kind of gives me a little bit of pause on Bryson. But just because his short game is kind of bad. But, I mean, Cantley's a good scrambler. He's good around the green. He's a great putter on bent grass. I mean, he has a proven track record putting really on bent. So I like him. And then all of a sudden, everybody hates Daniel Berger. I mean, he was popular last week. And he hit the ball fine. Fine off the tee. Fine with his irons. He just putt like crap. And he typically putts. You know, he's an okay putter on bent grass. Why don't we think that can regress this week? So, yeah, I mean, I like those two guys. And then I have a gut feeling that the momentum is going to stop for Louie. It's just based on just a feel. I, I think... I think he might. Maybe this is the time he hits the wall. Like maybe like this is a little bit of the cooler for him. The fact he withdrew from Wyndham. I mean, why didn't he play last week? That Because he of, needed a fucking break. He no, needed, he didn't
0: play last week
2: because he didn't even need to play for the points at all because he's so high in the standings. He wanted to rest for these last two events exactly. so he can make as much money as possible. I, mean, that, I don't that's, know. That's I,
1: exactly. I, I, This is a gut call. That that's the momentum killer. And I think he's going to come out a little flat, especially because people are just jumping back on him. So that's a. People, uh, people jumping back I got nothing bad to say about Louie. I just a gut feel that I think the train is gonna to come to
2: an end with this guy. So that's my fade. Wow. yeah. No, that's that's um that's upsetting to hear, but it's it's okay. You know, it, it's okay if you don't right. want to Right, you don't have me.
0: to be nice. You don't have to be nice. If you wanna yell at him, you can yell at him. No, I I I would never uh you invited <laughs> me on your podcast.
2: But uh yeah. Obviously, I am playing Louie this week in DraftKings. I obviously bet him outright. I obviously bet a top five on him. Again, I'm talking about players that I felt play well in majors. Louis couldn't be a better example of that. Louis plays boring golf. He hits the fairway. He hits the green. He two putts maybe he puts it close and now a six footer. That's what I want this week. He's also excellent with his long irons. He's so good 200 out plus 175 out. Like you have to be able to hit those shots in majors. So, I mean, it's it's no no question that I think that his irons are are excellent. And he, I know he can hit fairways. He has less volatility than all the guys in his range, in my opinion. Like Agreed. I just he's just Agreed. primed for a top twenty. And I actually think the time off is a really good thing for him. People are saying he withdrew two weeks in a row. He didn't. Like he just decided not to play last week. And the week before, he had no business playing that event. And I'm glad he withdrew. So look, i I bet the most money every single week on Louie. I'm not stopping anytime soon. Um <laughs> the guy I like. That uh, Capper is uh, unfortunately fading is Cantley. Um, oh, I think Cantley is a yes. great play this week. These are his last six starts off gaining off the tee. He gained 4.3, 3.7, 2.5, 1.5, 3.6, and two strokes all off the tee in his last six starts. So, and he's one of the most consistent players on tour. He just drills top 20s every single week so his ownership might be a little high but i think cantley's a great play if you want a t12 finish or maybe something a little better so my two favorite plays in the 9k range are louis and cantley and then my fade i i think it's i think it's fade burger this week and it has nothing to do with last week Um, i think you play Burger on his t- type of spots and his courses. His last two wins are Pebble Beach and RBC. Those are more plotters, iron players, don't have to be fantastic off the tee, hit the right part of the greens, and I don't really see that this week. I like that he plays well in majors, but in my opinion, this it doesn't scream a burger course to me, so I won't be fading him hard in any matchups, but I, I don't think he's worth it in DFS, but I think if his ownership's a lot lower than last week, you know, just game theory, it, it does make sense. So those are my uh my nine K uh plays for uh for this week.
1: Yeah, I mean I I don't hate that take. I mean my concern with him is you're right. Like I, I track a lot of like who's like within the like five of the lead heading into like Sunday and most of his like better results you're right are on kind of these like pipsqueak golf courses it's not really here so I, I I'm just banking on some putting regression like I don't like he truly put really horribly last week I don't think that's going to happen two times in a row and he just hit his irons really good last week I think there's a lot of qualities to you know last week to this week too as far as just like yeah. I had to be you know consistent consistency to green there was a lot of trouble looming off he couldn't really be all over the place that that's just why I'm 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 getting on the burger train, you know, especially with, you know, it seems like everybody's kind of getting off them, you know, because what happened last week.
0: Yeah, That's fine. Well, listen, before uh, we let you uh, break down the 8K range there, Steve, uh, listen, i got to talk to you about PropSwap. It's America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make it your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. For example, Trey Lance opened 300 to 1 to win the MVP this year and has already been bet down to 75 to 1. That means if you bet $100 on Trey Lance back in May, you can sell that ticket on PropSwap today for 400 Bucks. That's a 300% return before the season even begins. Think of prop swap like the stock market, but for sports betting. Buy low, sell high. The average seller on prop swap makes 500 bucks a month just listing and selling tickets. When making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player, so you can go sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to propswap.com or download the prop swap app. Prop swap is where, is where America goes to buy and sell sports apps.
1: Okay. All right. Let's start with the $8,000 range. So you start with Scotty Scheffler, $8,900. You got Hideki, $8,800. Abraham Answer, $8,700. Corey Connors, $8,600. You got Webb Simpson at $85. Harris English at $84. Sam Burns, Boston Capper's favorite, is $8,300. Paul Casey, $8,200. Joaquin $8,100. And Sung J.M. at $8,000. So, I mean, my, my two of my favorite plays in this range are right at the top of the range here. I mean, I'm in the tank for Scotty Scheffler. I think he's. I think he's going to break out soon. Like, I just love his game. Like gains a ton of strokes off the tee. Decent iron player. You know, he hit the ball fine T D green last week. I think one thing I'm a little concerned with is he doesn't tend to putt well on bent grass. He didn't putt well last week. I'm hoping that maybe he rest progresses a little bit towards, you know, the higher end of that. And, but I mean, as if you look at all the places he's like contended, like it's a lot of like big boy, big event golf courses, you know? So I like Scheffler. I'm going back to Hideki Matsuyama. So he played a lot better than what he showed last week. He really shot himself in the foot at uh, Liberty National. But he plays Fazio courses pretty well. He plays Hollow well. He plays a lot of these big boy golf courses really well. I mean, you know, there's, there's no doubting his consistency tee to green. And he actually put pretty well last week on the bent grass. Maybe he can keep that momentum going this week. So I like him. And then, you know, Sunjay Im's kind of playing pretty good lately. And he's been getting better every single week. The off, the, like he's like I, I remember back around the Masters, he was getting a ton of strokes off the tee, like you know, getting in, and then they kind of subsided a little bit, you know. And now, like he's, you know, the I, off the tee game is back. He's hitting his irons good. He's not putting well lately. I think maybe that's gonna, you know, come back a little bit. So I kind of got a feeling about Sanjay in this week. And then, I mean, I can make a case for pretty much anyone in this range. So. But I think I'm going to fade Joaquin Neiman. I was on him last week, and I think maybe I was trying to make him be something that he isn't. And I mean, I I like the player. I believe in his talent. He gains a lot off the tee. He's long, so that's great. But I don't know. There's just something missing to his game. Like, he doesn't seem like he, like, contends at these, like, big boy golf courses. And I did see something today that somebody liked him, and they used to justify that. You know, his lone win came around this area of the country. He won at the green bar. Well, Uh, The Greenbrier is 231 miles from uh, Kay's Valley. And, uh, I mean, if you want to take that, I mean, Murfield Village is closer to Greenbrier and Sedgefield is closer to Greenbrier. You don't hear people talking about Greenbrier as a reason to take somebody at those two places. So I think this – like anytime I see like a narrative like that, I just want to fade it immediately. So, I, you know, sorry that uh, someone made a really poor argument against you, Joaquin Neiman, but – because of that, you're not gonna do well this
0: week. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Brian, who do you like in hate in this range? What you got? You
2: know, I, I think the AK range is really interesting this week, and I I'm I'm in on Sunjay M. I played him a lot in DraftKings last week. It went really well. I'm worried though, that maybe like I'm like late to the party on Sunjay, and as soon as I get there, it's just gonna be a shit show, but I'm willing to take the risk. I mean, yeah, made bro, you're not
0: you're months. not you're not late, bro. You're absolutely right. There's nobody on him. They're <laughs> hanging a 66 to one number against them. Like, yeah, but I mean, what did we call him on this podcast, though? Knucklehead. I know.
1: Dang, yeah, I, I know. know. We, we're I not calling him Knucklehead, though, right? We're just assuming he's going to be fine?
0: No. Listen, it, I was going to let him get through his thing, and then I, I would I would counterpoint it. Because it's funny. So so because I, I just did Andy's before yeah. this, and we talked a lot about Sanjay. He likes Sanjay, too. And I even brought up the fact that we call him Knucklehead, because there's always one fucking thing this guy does whether it's Saturday or Sunday, and you think you're going to get it, and all of a sudden he's hitting out of a bunker it goes backwards into the fucking water somehow instead of just laying up into the goddamn fairway. It's always something with this guy. But uh, yeah, just keep going with your analysis. I think I'm think i going to be late just because of Andy, because
2: Andy like loves Sanjay J M and I was like, no, no, this week I'm on. He's like, ah, no, you're just too late. But – what? He's made seven straight cuts. I know it's a no-cut event, but he, he's he been consistent. It's been a good DFS play. He's gained off the tee, like you said, in the last three events. And then what I really like about Sanjay is that he's fourth over the last 12 rounds in proximity from over 200 yards, good with his long irons, very important this week, and eighth in par-4 scoring and par-3s over 200 yards. And he's been hitting so many fairways, 11th in fairways gained, those are just too many stats for me to overlook and not play. I got a, I know we're talking DFS, but I got a plus 170, top 20 on it. I love that play. I think that's a good play. Wow. Um, a guy in the 8 range that is probably going to be a little popular, I have some concerns with, but is Sam Burns. I think that his recent form is too much to overlook right now. He's a birdie maker. He's good at long par threes. My only concern would be that he's a little wayward sometimes with his driver, but I mean, he was in the playoff. He T 21 last week. He gained almost four strokes last week off the tee. I think Burns is a solid play. I'm sure he'll be high owned, but I I think it's a good play. Good bet, too. Um, And then the last guy, like you said, I I like Decky this week. I mean, he's just been playing some quietly good golf, hits a lot of fairways, ranked out really well in my model. So. I'm there with Decky this week. I know he likes this surface, played well at the Olympics, same designer. So I'm, I'm fine with Decky this week. And then my one fade is Webb Simpson. Um, I mean, I, I don't think that's a crazy take or anything. I just think this course sets up so poorly for him and that it's just not it. He's not going to make the Ryder Cup. He's not. There's no motivation behind it. I think you play well. He plays well at plotter courses where i yeah, you don't have to be long off the tee, and you just have to hit the fairway with a three-wood or something and just make a bunch of putts. And I don't really see that this week. So I think it's a pretty easy fade for Webb uh, for me this week. So that that rounds out uh, my plays for the AKs.
0: Yeah, I mean, we couldn't be more in agreement. Uh, Webb is my fucking fade. Uh, I don't like what I've seen out of him a lot. Uh, never, he's just—he's not even making the pots he used to make. Uh, he could—if he can't win the Windham, he can't win. Like that's just the way it is for me. Like uh, I'm 100% with you on that. I love Burns. It's an irrational love for Burns. But you're right—he's been so—he is typically wayward off the tee, and I hate his goddamn mustache. But he is—he was—he was really good uh, off the tee this past tournament. That guy—he should have won twice this year. He's won once. Uh, I'm, I'm, he seems to me—he's always hanging around, and he gives me that like killer vibe. Like he's going to turn into like a Sunday killer. Like that's just the feeling I get from him. Um, I'm with both of you guys uh, with Sanjay, Uh, like Sanjay a lot, Um, a lot. Community
2: community play this week, Sanjay. Community
0: play, Sanjay. Uh, huge on him, even though he's a knucklehead. He's only 8K. Even if he has a blow-up hole, it's a no-cut event. Uh, that way, if it came on a Friday, it wouldn't fucking kill you. You still come back out on Saturday and Sunday and still score, because that, that guy scores, right? And that's the name of the game in DK. Um, it's scoring, right? Especially in a no-cut event, the the difference between fucking, whatever, 25th and 6th and 45th is so minimal. How many birdies and eagles did you make in between on that? I don't care about um, where you place that. Um, And Decky, yeah, I like like Decky too, but I'm really high on on Burns, M. Neither one of you guys talked about Answer, man. Good course history, uh, or not good course history, but good correlation course history. Um, Typically in the mix, didn't have a great uh, Friday and Monday, played all right over the weekend. 8,700, sub-10%. I don't mind Answer this week either.
1: No, I, I don't mind him either. I mean, he's one of those pipsqueaks that actually gains off the tee because he has so many fairways. So, I right. mean, I think for DFS, I, there's, there's some couple guys I like better in this range. I think answer, I'm looking more towards like a top 10 right. bet. Like, just that's like I said, and forget it. Like, yep. I'd rather play that instead of having a bunch of things go wrong for answer this <laughs> week. It just ruins my <laughs> DFS lab because he doesn't have the length if he is kind of not really feeling it off the tee this week.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. But, yeah, so that's funny. So, yeah, so Sud J M is the community play. Um nothing can go go wrong.
2: I'm sure nothing's gonna go wrong. Nothing, nothing can go wrong at all. No,
0: no, definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) All right. So all right, 7k range. Brian, you start off, man. Who you got? Three plays. Who you three favorites? All right. This guy's been
2: on my card for maybe the last four weeks. He (laughs) is the quintessential birdie maker long off the tee It's the greatest city to visit and be a degenerate. Vegas, baby. I'm going to Vegas this weekend. Look. I mean, it's just too obvious to not play him this week. I mean, he is just unbelievable off the tee, and he contends in every single birdie fest. Second at Palmetto, same designer, same long off the tee birdie fest. Second at 3M, who won that? Cam Champ. Have to be long off the tee. Fifteenth at the Wyndham. Of course, he should never contend on. I don't carry Mr. Cut last week. It doesn't matter. He gained. He lost strokes off the tee. I'm going back. I usually don't play guys that burned me the week before, but Vegas, too many signs there, and I'm not hopping off them anytime soon. Um, another guy in the 7K range that I like, and I don't... It's its a bad... It's a, it might be a poor play, but I kind of like Cam Champ a little bit this week. I mean, I just think that his length off the tee has to matter and that his... Ability to make a bunch of birdies can definitely help him this week. So Cam Champ, I think his ownership might be a little high just because of the Bomber narrative. But I think he could be a decent play. But I certainly don't love it um, a lot. And then weirdly, you wouldn't think of him, but I think Keegan Bradley can have a decent week. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just think Keegan Bradley, he took some time off. He said he needed it. And then he contends last week. He actually cashed in the top 20. He, again, we're talking about courses that you don't have to put super well on, not super undulating green. Just get it in a fair way, get it on the green, and you can do well. So, I, I like Bradley this week. And then my fade in this range would be Coke Rack. Um Again, I just think something's a little off with him. And I think that he had his magical run earlier in the year, which was super impressive. But whenever people think that he's going to play super well at a course like the U.S. Open or last week, he just never really pans out well. So maybe this will work out well for him. But I think he's kind of uh, he had an unbelievable season, but I think he kind of fell off a little bit and I will not be playing him. And I think he is deserving of a little bit of a fade.
0: Oh, that, that's going to hurt Boston Capper. He loves Coke Rack. I do love Coke crack, but I've been off him. But you know what doesn't hurt me? His love for Vegas and fucking Bradley, who are two of my fucking plays in the 7K range. Love how, it. Can, how can you not love Keegan on, at this fucking cost? Straight off the fucking box, long, fucking great long iron player, mid to long iron player. He. What's the face for Steve? Like, like he he's he's been playing well. No no I know. But no 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 no. I was I was saying about something else. You're good. Oh, oh all right. I'm like, I'm like i I mean if if it's going to be a non crazy putting surface and I don't have to listen. You have to sweat a three foot putt out with Keegan. All right. But <laughs> it, it the the fact remains. He's one of the best ball strikers. It doesn't matter where he's priced at or where they're hanging his number at. He's one of the best ball strikers still in this course um, or in this field, rather. Um, I love Keegan this week, sub-10%. Um, Cash cashed the top 20 for me last week. Everybody knows Keegan's my guy, whatever. And, and Johnny Vegas is the same thing. I don't care about the miscut. Um, he's been in great form recently, super long off the tee. Same thing, a little shaky on the putting. I would prefer I prefer him to have a, a mid to shorter iron in than the long iron, but I'm fine. I, I, I love Vegas at 7,100 right next to my boy, Siwoo, uh, who I'm actually avoiding uh, this week. Um, maybe I'm avoiding. He's only at 2% right now, 2%. Another thing, but he, he did not look good last week. Um, other than that, in the 7K range, I think I need somebody to talk me out of Sergio and McNeely. Um, yeah, I'd
2: say hard no on Sergio. He's definitely not worth your money, and there's there's a lot better in the uh, the area. I, I th- Sergio is a hard drug to to give up, but I think it's, <laughs> it's I think it's true. time for you.
0: It's true, it's true. Sergio's been very hard to kick. Uh, man, I just I don't I just don't understand him, and I'm like, man, he should fucking be better than he is. I mean, the motherfucker won putting with his eyes closed. For Christ's sake, like it, like I don't understand it. Um, my, my two big plays are, are Vegas and, and Bradley. Uh, I'm not actively fading Kokrak as, as far as like betting and things like that, but he, I'll have no part of him in DFS. Um, I just don't trust him right now. Um, there's so many bunkers around here. Um, I know he won at Shadow Creek, but there's nowhere near as many bunkers here as Shadow Creek, and Kokrak sucks out of the sand. He is fucking terrible out of the sand. He is Tommy Lathrop out of the sand. Shout out, Tommy. Um, the the uh, Sea man... I might have to play him if he's going to be sub three, like just out of principle. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's really no fades in this uh, this range for me because um, you, you don't have to like really fade. There's nobody super chalky other than Kokrak, who I'm actively avoiding anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm indifferent to, to Hoffman at 10%. So, yeah, no no active fades. I think I got two, possibly three plays in here. I don't hate the Cam Champ play that you – that I don't hate it. He's, man, good he was, lately. He's, 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 he's in his irons really good lately i know he, so like he's somebody who i think we we touched on last night steve and it's like all right like i, I can see it so maybe i gotta dig a little deeper on on uh on cam champ no longer scam champ okay
1: um so this guy burned me pretty bad a couple weeks ago he burned a lot of people to win them and he rebounded i mean he hit the ball really well last week uh, i don't think he it all that great but uh I mean, listen, if Russell Henley can contend at US Open Torrey Pines, I mean, he could probably contend here. I mean, he did well at Shadow Creek, too. That's a Nerf Fazio course. You know, he's one of these pipsqueak, you know, guys off the tee that actually gains off the tee. He's been doing that in his last three tournaments. Really good with his irons. I just got to hope he putts a little better than he did last week. So I don't mind Russell Henley. I, I think I'm with you guys on Keegan. I just, again, like the ball striking just was really good. If, this is good, if that's going to be what t- it takes this week, you know I like him. He's good on these types of courses. And if you want to go n- down narrative street, well, his last win came about seventy six miles from here, so he's familiar winning in this style, in this That's right. country. So That's right. there you go.
0: I'll take we get.
1: I, I am, I am throwing caution to the wind. I mean, look, Sergio sucked last week, but he hit the ball like crap. He, that doesn't happen often, and he actually put well. Is he on some sort of heater? I don't know. Is that going to regress way to the mean? It probably will. But I don't think he's going to hit the ball nearly as bad as what he did last week. And if he just gets back to his baselines of ball striking, I think he can do well here at 7,600 bucks, especially the fact he's getting virtually just completely unowned. So I like Henley. I like Bradley. I like Garcia. I mean, I think the only guy in this range I don't like. I mean, I don't believe what Kevin Nas doing. I I just don't. I that that bubble is going to burst eventually. I liked him at Wyndham. He surprised me last week. I think the train is going to crash this week. He just I I don't buy what he's been doing. It's been all around the green. It's been all potting. At some point that ends. I I, I think I think that Kevin not play. It, I think it comes to an end this week.
0: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean you 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 hate not anyway. Um, I don't hate Nah. You do? You hate his logo? Hate I don't. That. I. All right, fine. Uh-huh. I don't let. Li- yeah. You don't it, like it's nah. a
1: stretch for me to say I hate anybody because, listen, uh-huh. if, if you're if you're breathing, you're playing well, I'll bet on you.
0: Yeah, so, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I even I even talked about Rory's number uh, who I swore off to death. But then, like I said, he kind of gave himself back on the Olympics. He walked himself back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I figured I could soften my stance. All right. Dumps the diving time. 7k and under, but this isn't even Dom's diamond. Like, some of these prices are ridiculous with some of these guys. So, leash me less than a percent owned. I don't not give a fuck. I do not give a shit. He's less than one percent owned. It's insulting to a guy who's won on long courses, who has a decent history at Bosio courses. Like, it, his season's been fine. It hasn't been great, it hasn't been terrible. He should not be fucking $300 cheaper than Mav McNeely. Get the fuck out of here. Fine. Less than some percent, like whatever. Mark Leishman, let's go. Munez, chalky as fuck. Uh, I don't care. I'm playing him. 18%, I'll get different somewhere else. Um, that's it. Like, whatever. There, I'll, I'll leverage it out by doing Leishman and Munez in multiple lineups. How's that? Um, and then, so here's the other thing that sucks, right? Gooch is fucking super chalky, man. 13.2. I think it's worth it. I mean... His history on these type of courses, he plays well. um All the things he does well is what needs to be done well here. So, I'm fine with getting kind of chalky in the in the 6K range. I can differentiate with Leishman. I can differentiate up in the up in the 7K range, and even up in even up in the. I really haven't been chalky other than a few other picks. So, I'm fine with that. um I don't know. What about Harry Higgs? Brian, did you think about, what do you think about Harry Higgs? Anything specific about Harry I Higgs? Think,
2: I think his recent form is really impressive. Um, and again, he's a guy that contended at majors. So I think it, I think it could be a, a good play this week. And I'm sure his ownership will be, be a little high because, one, he's a likable golfer, and, two, he's been playing really well. So I think it could be a, a decent play. I would just worry about his ownership a little bit. About Higgs' ownership? Yeah, maybe. He's only 3%. All right, then then it's a play.
1: Then it's oh, good. All right. All right. I mean, Cabra, I, I think I'm going to ride the chalk here, too, which is always dangerous under $7,000. So, but I, I just listen. Sebastian Moon has been playing great. So great. He's hitting the ball awesome. He's good on bent grass surfaces. I mean, I, maybe this is the fact that I kind of got screwed in that top 20 last week on him. I kind of want to go back to it, try to get my money back. So I'm playing him. Max Holm has been playing a little better than what the results have shown. Lately. He's hitting the ball pretty well. He's on a really big putting slump though he has lost strokes putting in one two three four five straight events and seven of his last eight and at some point it's got to turn around he's won a quail hollow he's won a, you know a tom fazio golf course he's hitting the ball okay you know this is a no-cut event maybe he can squeeze out like a top 20 finish i don't mind that and then man i mean aaron wise showed a little bit last week he's a good oh, he's, ball striker he's, he's done well so at the Fazio golf courses you, think you don't think he's going to be super trendy after last week? I don't
0: think so. That's his ownership. Uh, oh, shit. It's only two. Yeah.
1: All right. So I'll go back. To, I mean, the fact that I, I trust him T to green. I mean, he's a abysmal putter, but, I mean, he's probably one of the better ball strikers in this range. So, yeah, I'll go back to Aaron Wise and his good Tom Fazio course history. He's good ball striking,
0: and uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, that's good because uh, Andy wanted me to have your opinion on uh, Homa. So they okay. you know, just gave it. So there you go. All right, Brian. Who else you like in the uh, in the dumps to dive range?
2: So you got you got two guys that I didn't. I uh, I'm gonna talk about that. You guys in that? I'm I'm a little happy about. I like it. All so, right. I think Hudson Swafford at like min price. Like I just I don't know how you don't play this guy. Okay, so. He, in the last 12 rounds, he's second, strokes gained off the tee, and third in fairways gained, and he played super well last week. You're right. Like, that is just a lot of boxes to check for, like, a minimum price guy. 37th at Wyndham, 11th last week. Yeah, I'm down for Hudson Swafford this week. Play him at top 40. Top 40 plus, I know we didn't get there. Top 40 plus 250,
0: take that, please. Mortgage play. Um, next guy. Mortgage play. Oh my God! Listen, that, when I when I throw the words mortgage play out, it, bad things happen. Please, yeah, I think
2: it just, means a little different to us. I don't pay rent. I live in my <laughs> parents' house, so I'm I'm very lucky. I don't have a mortgage, so uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. But the next guy, I like that. I think he's gonna be chalky. I think he's gonna be high owned. But when I was at the Northern Trust and I had a couple beers in me and I was watching this guy play, I was like, he's going to kill it next week. I like Keith Mitchell. Okay. he. We're talking about Tom Fazio. We're talking about um, Quail Hollow. Top five there. Played excellent last week. did his last three um, holes to even get into this event. Can make birdies. He's excellent off the tee. He's one of the top um, – Guy's driving, so I'm playing him. His ownership might be high. I like a top 40 on him. And DraftKings had a plus 700 on him, top 20, this morning. So I think that's great play. And, yeah, Munoz, yeah, I'm playing him. It makes too much sense at his price. And he's actually had a really good playoff record. So I like him... I don't really have any fades. There's really no reason. You can't fade, fade. You can't. Fade. Yeah, it, no there's Just they're just at the end. So it it's whatever. But yeah, I think that with these uh, with these plays throughout the uh, the board, I think we can all have a very successful DFS week. And I'm I'm looking forward to maybe uh, depositing some more money, uh, which <laughs> is always a great idea.
0: Always, man. Always fucking. Uh... So you're not worried about ten percent Swafford? That doesn't scare you at all. A ten percent stone minimum. I mean, I think it's for good reason. He's just gaining too okay, much listen, off the tee. Listen, listen, there's a reason he's chalk, right? There's, there's clearly reason, right? Yes. I'm just saying it doesn't worry you at all.
2: Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I, always, always does. Always. But you know, uh, let's 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 uh, ride the ship. And I think Hudson Swafford maybe contention for Player of the Year. He wins these next two events, Jesus and we Christ. see. You know, I don't know. I I think he I think he does it. All
0: right. Put the crack pipe down. All right. <laughs> the, the, um, <laughs> All right, before we jump into uh, Steve's big shot and jump into the betting segment, uh, listen, Pixwise is the number one home for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every sports prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PixWise also backs responsible gambling. So if you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. all right time for my big short well it was gonna be louie but i didn't know that uh you're such a
1: uh, louie mark brian so i'm not gonna (laughs) do that to you so he's not gonna be my my big short. thanks
2: i appreciate that
1: no so, so i think i'm gonna go down to a guy i was on last week who's irrationally getting a little bit of steam this week and that's joaquin neiman i just i i don't see it with him like i don't like the the golf courses he's been good at have been like why lie like You know, he was going to cap a little for a little bit, like Rocket Mortgage. Like, I think the only like big boy golf course he's actually contended at was the BMW last year. But that was firm and fast. It's going to play a little differently what that did last year. So I think he's going to finish outside the top 25 this week. I think all this DFS team isn't getting some of the outright buzz. I think you're better spent, you know, using your money on someone else besides him. So, I mean, I. I'm a hypocrite. I will have my eye on him to lie bet if he shows a little something on Thursday, but maybe I'm just jaded by what he did last week. But I think Neiman's going to burn a lot of people this week.
0: Yeah, I can, I can hundred percent behind that. <laughs> that. That's perfectly fine. All right, man, to, uh, to my favorite segment, uh, it's it's the betting card, betting card. Steve has uh, flipped me into spending more money in betting than DFS, which I never thought was fucking possible uh, two years ago. But here I am. Fucking Christ have mercy. It's, it's just uh, it's a lot of stress on my family. Thanks, Steve. I've uh... sent
1: <laughs> a lot of special text messages that back and forth. Uh, uh,
0: what I've turned you into. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So uh, so, Brian, so do you do do you do full tournament head to heads? Do you do in round head to heads?
2: I, I, I do I do everything. I I'd like to sucks. do the full tournament head-to-heads because you know golf tournaments are on the weekend, so it's not best to look at the board after a few drinks on a Friday night. So I like that to is, keep it a full tournament. Factually
0: incorrect. That All right. Well, you know I,
2: I know my limit. I know what I want, and that that's what I uh, like to stick with. But I do I do have a favorite matchup full tournament for the yeah. week. Can I can I give it to you? Absolutely, yeah. That's what you're on for. All right. <laughs> Cantley minus a half a strokes over Brooks Kepka. Love that play. You're getting one of the most consistent golfers versus one of the most inconsistent golfers. That's going to show no sign if he's not in contention over Saturday or Sunday. Lay the half a stroke. Love it.
0: Absolutely love juice? that play. What's the juice? Because it's going to matter.
2: Um, no, the, the odds are minus 120. It's minus 140 regular, so I think minus a stroke, it'll be like minus 115. So you're not laying too much juice. I wouldn't recommend ta- – like, if you, if you like laying juice, just take it straight up, but I'm not laying 140 on that. I'll take the stroke.
0: So you're, get, you're getting a stroke.
2: Yeah, so Cantley has to win by more than one stroke. You're laying, so you're laying a stroke. Yeah. Laying a stroke. Laying a stroke. Gross. I hate it. You just hate Can'tley. Don't, do
1: Brian, don't That's, let yeah. his hate for Can'tley. No, I, I, I like, like
0: him. He looks like I stuck to it. Have you I mean, you have watched him golf with his stupid little tongue and his stupid little happy feet and how long it takes him to fucking line up for a shot. He is the most frustrating golfer to watch. You literally sure like Keegan
1: Bradley, who shuffles before he goes up to the ball. You should not be
0: talking. Listen, man, I'll throw stones if I live in a glass house if I want to. OK, <laughs> it's, you know, it's fucking fine. All right. So that so that's 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 your favorite matchup. Absolutely. All right. I don't like it, but we'll see. All right. All right. Capra, what do you got? I actually got. So I have two that I really love. I got Xander over Morikawa with his busted back at minus one twenty five. That's fine. Okay. That's that's just straight up. And then uh, I got Vic over Cam Smith minus one ten.
1: Okay, all right, we're on similar wavelengths. So I decided to pick up Morikawa too, which I famously did this at the Heritage and Oh yeah, face. We, we both did, and that was yes, not great. very badly. Uh, so maybe fade this analysis yeah, and, uh, pick time, and, uh, yeah, yeah, he he went up to like the hit. You know went to the uh, Himalayas. You know, he met with some Buddhist monk. They set his back right, and then he's you know he's fine for this week. You know. But uh, no, I'm also on Xander minus 120 over Morikawa. I just think, let's see, Morikawa just, if that back is really barking and someone who hurt his back over the weekend, like (laughs) I can't do anything. And uh, I just, I really like Xander this week. I think he's going to play well, even if Morikawa's back is feeling fine. I think Xander can still beat him. So Um, I was surprised based on how well Cam Smith is playing, how big of a favorite Scotty Scheffler was over him. He was minus 130 head to head. And that smelled funny to me. So I took Shuffler minus 130. Because like, my instinct would be like, well, I'm getting value on Cam Smith. He's been playing better. His long-term trend has been you know, better. Now. Hangover, man. But you're right. It's the hangover. And I think that line is a little fishy. So I went with Shuffler minus 130. Uh, I'm, listen, we're unanimously in agreement about Sung JM. I think Kevin is a big, giant faker. And it's going to come crashing down to earth this week. I guess some James just minus one ten over him straight head to head, so right. I like that, and then you mentioned earlier maverick mcneely yeah. i I don't like him either. like i I think that bubble is going to burst on him too. I don't think like he's been playing well his ball strike has been a little better lately. I don't buy that just based on his long term trends. And I got a feel about Max Homer this week, and I was I'm getting one and a half strokes at minus 130 over McNeely. I like that. I'm not. It's reasonable juice, and I think Home is going to show a little bit this week. I think McNeely's going to kind of crash back down to earth. This, you know,
0: at uh, Cave Valley. I like it. That's fine. I'm fine with all of those. I'm terrified that we're all on fucking him, though. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, this is going to go horribly. And because as soon as I got, as soon, like, I guess right before I got in this pod, I bet him. Oh, we'll get to that, pot. But all right. So do you do? Uh, do you do first round leaders? Brian? you know, I, I, I don't,
2: but Why? there's been a few, t- I don't know. I, it's just, it's a tough way to start the week, but there have been a few times Or it's a guys- great way
0: to start the week or it's the- a great way to start the week.
2: <laughs> there have been guys that I bet outright that were first round leaders. So I'm, I couldn't be down for that. And I have a few first round leaders that I think uh, are go. locks like cool. easy, like easy money cash. So. All right. I love Cause it. they always are. They always are. Okay. got but- Good. I mean, yeah, just take Louis first round leader. I mean, he doesn't have to win. I mean, like, he can't win. He can't do it on Sunday. But you know what? He can do it on Thursday. All right. So I- I'll take Louis first round leader. Uh, that is my single uh, first round leader play. And, uh, yeah, that- that's my favorite first round leader play. What about you guys?
0: So Steve lets me just play in the degenerate pool on this one. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't dip my toes in this pool. There's nothing. Listen, Brian. As, because you have you have a you have a day job as well. So, let me tell you something. On Thursday, when you have your PGA Gold up on one monitor and you're watching this shit, man, nothing better. There, there is nothing fucking better than sweating out an eighty to one, a fifty to one. Fucking, listen, throw five, ten bucks on it. Fucking, who cares? Fucking, pick ten. It's fifty bucks. You've spent fifty dollars on way worse, and you get a nice sweat out of it. It's it's a beautiful fucking thing. It's my th- Thursdays are my goddamn favorite. Um, so, so same thing. Uh, I like Goosti. Um Let's I like I, li- I like Speed because he, he fucking pulls his magic beans out. Uh Hovlin, that guy can just all of a sudden just go Eagle Birdie Mania. Uh because he can do it too. Burns and then Siwoo. Uh, those are my guys for a first round leader. All
1: right. Love it. All right. While we move on top twenty plays, Capper, what uh,
0: what do you got first? I actually have three this week because I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to be better about bankroll management and not just being whatever. So, uh, oh, hey, speaking of that, Brian, I need you to send me your little card that you put out. I'll give you
2: the Excel file. Yeah.
0: Thank you, because I'm like I'm just too. Because when I put my shit out, it's like. Typed out, takes too long. I got to put it in Slack, then I got to put it on Twitter. And I'm like, I'm not doing it twice. You <laughs> yeah. got it, bro. You got it. <laughs> Thanks, brother. All right. So, top 20s, I got Keegan plus 150, Burns plus 150, and Munez plus 200. Okay. All right. I got Munez
1: a little better number. I got a plus 300. Yeah, so, but I have no dead heat. That's true. You have no dead heat. I yeah, you all.
2: shouldn't place finishing positions without dead heat, in my opinion. But it's well, OK.
1: Well, I unfortunately no longer have access to the book that does not allow dead heat. So you know what? I do what I can. So <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, uh, New York State decided to uh, take away that book. And uh, I am still that's right. next February when they will open up uh, Mobile Gambling. My options are very limited. So. Uh, I'm on Munoz top 20 plus 300. I'm also on Homo top 20 plus 350. You go look at my column on Podcast.com. There's a couple of other guys that, you know, are some options for you this week in the top 20 market. I didn't love the pricing, though. It's a 70 man feel. Yeah, of course not. It's 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 not great. I actually like the top 10 market a little better this week. So we'll talk about that when we're in detail. Uh, coming up next after Brian gets done telling us what his top 20s are.
2: Look, I I mean, I I really, you know, top 20s are, like, kind of my specialty. Like, that's kind of what I do best. Like, that has been my most profitable bet. So, I hope I give out some winners. But I do like Sun J.M. top 20 plus 170. I do like Munoz, top 20, plus 230, and I do like Vegas, top 20, plus 210. These are all ties included. Um, I find I do best when in the top 20 range from about 180 to 250. Sometimes when I'm laying even money, top 20 doesn't usually pan out, and you want some plus money because you don't have to go – three and two to be profitable if you hit a big one. So those are my three favorite top 20s. And my full card will be out uh, tomorrow with some uh, some
0: more top 20 plays. Some extras. Yeah, I like that. And look, man, you find, I mean, that's it, man. You find you you find your little niche, especially golf better, because like we said, there's a bazillion ways to bet this fucking thing, right? Yep. So you find what you get comfortable with and what you like and whatever it takes to stay profitable. And once again, not Venmo your bookie and not reload your offshore account. That's it. Exactly. Right? That That's the fucking goal. There
1: we go. All right, let's go to top ten plays. I think I'm up first. Um, listen, this worked out beautifully last week, uh, putting a football <laughs> bet on John Rom top ten, and I was able to secure another. Well, it wasn't as good as last week. I think the books wised up a little bit and didn't offer plus money on him. But uh, I got minus one forty on top twenty for or top ten for John Rom. I'm going to hit that again. That's not bad. Oh. Listen, I'm laying a lot of juice, but ugh, listen, I he's on. Steve, a lot. what do we what do we say? What is juice? Juice is you know, juice only matters when you lose. That's right. So nice. I'm going to lay that. Nice. Uh, I mean, listen, I really, really like Patrick Cantley a lot this week. I got him a top 10 for plus 275. And then again, if you go to my column, um, there's a couple other options you can have. You can go, you know, Paul Casey, like, I, I I don't think anything changed from last week you know, as far as what he does, you know, with these, you know, types of demanding tee-degree golf courses. Ball streak is really good. You get him. You know, maybe Abe, Abe Anser shows up this week. Maybe he has the pipsqueak inside the top ten. You know, Sung Jae, I'm going to go a little more aggressive in the top 20. I think he's, he's going to finish top ten at plus four, 450. Ooh, um, plus 450? Yeah. I mean, well, dead heats. So, you know, not, it might not be as good. But, uh, yeah,
2: I just I got a funny feeling about Sung Jae this week. So All right. those are uh, my top ten plays. I love it. All right, so uh, top 10, I'm going Decky 220. I like that bet. I think it's good. I think that, you know, I don't know if he could win, but I think he'll be in contention and just put four consistent rounds together. So I like that play. And then, like you said, I like Cantley top 20. I got a plus 200 on them, obviously shop around. But I think of like I like to bet top tens on like the nine K range and these two guys in that range. And I think that they could both cash a over plus 200 at top 10 for the week. So I like those bets.
1: Yeah. Last week's leaderboard too. that top 10 was kind of a mishmash of random yeah. guys. I think yep. we get back a little bit to a little more star power at the top 10. So I, I think those are that's a fine range in order to hit like in a lot of those like high eights, low nines. I think that's a good range to hit for your top 10s.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like those. Yeah, I I like those. Other than Cantlay, the um, (laughs) the uh, the. uh, So I actually uh, I went Xander. uh, I got plus one thirty on him, top ten. Usti plus one sixty, top ten. And then for my two longer shots, uh, I'm sticking with the theory, man. It's either a good week or a bad week for me with these Uh, Burns at uh, plus three hundred and and Keegs at fucking plus plus four hundred.
2: Yeah, I, I I should have said Usti. I mean, I bet him top 10 every week. That's the only profitable way to bet him. So, obviously, Usti top 10. So, that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a
0: standard bet. That's one, of those, that's one of those things you don't need to say about. That. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. those. You just do it. Yeah. All
2: right. Well,
1: before we uh, get to outrights, so why don't we talk about the summer of soccer? That continues on Paramount+. Plus? You can stream over 2,000 soccer matches from a year from around the world. That's all the heart-pounding drama from CBS Sports, including the UEFA Champions League, Europa League, Italy, Serie A. Argentina's Premier División, the Brazilian League, the NWSL, the Asian Football Confederation, and the CONCACAF qualifiers, featuring the stars from the U.S. and Mexican men's national teams, plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount+. Plus. So visit ParamountPlus.com, start your free trial, and stream every match live.
0: My man. <laughs>
1: that's my time to shine for the. That's ad
0: it. That's it. That, that's the ad read. I can't do, right? All that's because
1: what. you cannot pronounce any of those uh, soccer <laughs> players
0: names. No, no, I can't pronounce the fucking league's names.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Thank you uh, to my buddy Jay for and Steve to uh, get me into soccer, so I can at least somewhat, you know, know what the hell I'm talking about when talking about those leagues.
0: So I won't, I won't won't disparage soccer because you you know sponsors and stuff.
1: Let's get to outrights and uh, let's let our guests kick it off with uh, what are his best outright picks of the week.
2: Yeah, so I think it's the uh, the summer of betting guys outrights that don't win so I'm gonna bet Lily outright like I do Cold. every single week look I was I said oh answer can't win he's not gonna win goes out and wins I said Tony can't win goes out and wins Louis can do it this week. I mean, I'd like a tougher condition. But, yeah, I'm obviously going to say Louis to win. And then if you can hop back in a time machine to 730 this morning, yeah, <laughs> bet Bryson at 35 to 1. I think it's an unbelievable number, and I hope you jumped on it. So I'm on that. But, you know, if you could get a 25 to 26 on him outright, I think that's also a good play. So I'll say Louie and Bryson are my favorite outright plays for the week. Okay.
0: All right. I like I like Happer, what do you think? All right, so Brian's going to love this shit. So I woke up this morning, and he was 28 to 1. And I bet him because i afraid, afraid he was going to go down. Usti. Did Usti you already die. bet him
1: before I texted you this morning? Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I was, yeah. All right. So yeah. I was late to the party then. Yeah. And and then so Usti was 28 to 1. And I go back, and I just look because I was like, all right, i got to see what Bryce's number's at now, so I feel good about myself from fucking getting him early, right? So his number dropped. But Louis' number went the opposite way. So I double dipped. I got Louis hit 28 and 33 to one. Let's can I need that number? But please let me know. I need a 33. Okay. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you where it's at. It's still hanging. OK, See, okay um, thank you. Yep. And uh, and then so I bet Burns 50 to one. Um, outright. And I got Keegs 100 to one, 100 to one for Keegan Bradley. I right, so think you would be a two time BMW
1: champion. I absolutely think that sir. Well, this is not probably going to finish on Monday, so uh, I don't really
0: like his chances. Suck so. off. All right. All right. All right. And then I and so in between the pods, I bet him at 66 as well. So I think I'm done. I oh, think I'm done. We're I think I'm done. That subject. This is yeah, I think go I'm done play. I think I'm done. but oh, but what so whatever. We Brian hates Brooks. I think I got talked into Brooks because I was already kind of on the fence with Brooks, so I think I got talked into Brooks. He's twenty-five. What do you think of that number, Steve? Twenty-five to one on Brooks. I just, I'm not feeling with like Brooks.
1: I don't know. Like, like it seems like the Andy Brooks made a, are, Andy made a great argument. Okay, it seems like the books are scared to price Brooks down based on what happened at the Phoenix Open and at the PGA. Like, what he was fifty to one at the PGA. He was forty-five to one at, at Waste Management. Listen, I get it. The form hasn't been as bad. I'm not concerned that Brooks is going to come out on fire in the first round. He tends to kind of plot around a little bit first. And then the second round on Friday makes his move. So if he's feeling a little bit of form, I think on Thursday, maybe it's time to get live. Maybe I don't get as good of a number. But if he's, I don't, know, I don't care if it's like 18 instead of like 22 where he's at right now. So I think I'm going to monitor him. But I don't really feel inclined to get down right now on him. So cool. So, I mean, I, the guys I want to get down on early is the guys who, well, one guy doesn't. But I just have a feeling I'm, I got a good price. So um, I think if you can still find a 20 on JT, I think you take it. Like, listen, he played his irons have been great. He found something with a putter. And he's actually on one of his longest winless droughts in his career. Yeah, he's weird. on 13. Um, I think, I mean, as long as it's 25, then he has a 15 and now this is his third longest winless drought in his career. So, I mean, the ball striking is great. It's going to be soft. Like these greens aren't going to be, don't seem like they have a whole lot of undulation to it. You know, maybe figure something out with the putter, you you know, play well again. I like him. I mean, like everyone else I got on Bryson, like, listen, like if when I charted out this golf course. I, the first name that came to my was Bryson. All the shortcuts he can take, all the bunkers he can take. I mean, my one worry with him is that he's going to have too close of approach shots into greens. And his he's wedge, his really good. so bad. Yeah. But I mean, he put so poorly last week. I think that's going to bounce back. I like him. I, I was on Rory last week and he disappointed me, but I got a really good number at 30 on him. Oh, and come on. Uh, I did.
2: Yeah, what, what, he's you... not winning anything.
1: <laughs> it's a good number at 30. And he has, shown, is, but... he has shown different parts of his game. He just hasn't been able to put it all together.
2: And he won at Quail
1: Hollow just by accident early this year. Why can't he do it this golf course? So or, I, I, I it know. was more betting the number with him. Yeah. So I did that. And then I just I got a... I really like Hideki. And I like the fact that the ball striking is really great. It actually put well last week. And he's forty to one. Maybe he can put some together and, you know, come on top this week. And then you're right. I mean, listen, I'll moderate Brooks. There's a bunch of guys. I've been having a lot of success betting guys on Thursday, in tournament. I put a list of guys maybe I keep an eye on in my column just see if they show a little form. I'll probably be active with uh, betting on Thursday, you know, just to uh, based on how seeing how things go, trying to catch a little better number on some guys, you know, and we'll see. We'll uh, we'll go from there.
0: All right. Well, fucking. Before we wrap up, I uh, gotta listen wh- one last time. In uh, football season's about coming around the corner, so you're running out of time to go over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free twenty five bucks. That's right, uh, free twenty five bucks to go ahead and sign up for a free shot at a million dollars. So go download the app and sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. So Brian, closing thoughts. What what are we what are we thinking? Is is look, it gonna are we gonna celebrate this week with the Usti, look, US open US soil win?
2: Look, I mean, I, I don't think I could be any happier if Louis won. I mean, I would win a lot of money and I would just be like overjoyed and it would be like my son hitting a home run in a Little League game in the ninth inning. But you know, I need a winning week, okay? It's not even about putting out I need I need some money, okay? So I'm hoping my <laughs> luck turns around this week. I put more effort into this week. I thought I could just be like, oh, I like this play the past few weeks. And no, I need to put in the time and the effort. And I did this week and I'm going to have a monster week and everything's going to change. So I'm very much looking forward to Sunday afternoon when Louie hosts the uh, the trophy. It'll be a Let's lot of go. fun. All right. Well, listen, tell uh, tell
0: all the degenerates where to find you, Ben.
2: Of course. Yeah. So just my Twitter is Brian Kirshner. And then I do my Uh, My podcast, Happen Birdie Tuesday nights. Um, check that out. It's on YouTube and my Twitter. And uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I had a lot of fun. It was an excellent podcast. I can't wait to listen to myself on 1.5 speed tomorrow on Spotify. <laughs> my favorite thing to do.
0: Yeah, man. Well, listen, we loved having you on, man. It was, uh, it was a good show. We'll definitely have you on again. Um, and uh, I hate listening to myself at 1.5 because I talk so goddamn fast anyway. I sound like fucking the Micro Machines Man. Uh, so it's, uh, it's very interesting. I'm like, holy shit, I talk fast uh but yeah man listen really appreciate you having on uh yeah everybody go follow him man he he is the opposite of me on twitter i i i like stuff and i'll randomly repost stuff this kid puts out fucking content he's walking the golf course sweating his balls off fucking showing a video like uh, he's a good follow man and uh yeah go follow him uh he's a D gen just like us so go go follow brian and uh and give him some love so uh steve anything else no, let's uh, try and turn around our luck a little bit with uh, getting a winner. Hey, listen, man. I had kids fucking two weeks ago, bro. I know
1: that, you know what? That's fine. true. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm just speaking towards myself. I've been very snake bit lately. <laughs> I I would really like to revel yeah. in some. You,
0: you got it got, coming this week. You got to come. In. I'm fucking You're fucking. You're fucking too. You're 100% yeah. too. So why don't you go jump on, on him at 66 six to 1 so we all make money. How's that? No. Um, yeah. I'm going to monitor yeah. him on Thursday. Oh, fine, fine, fine. All right. So whatever. All right. So for myself, Boston Capper, the God of God, Steve Shermer, Brian Kirstner. listen, let's go break them fucking books, boys. See you next week.